Hey everyone, Aaron here. So in this video, I'm going to go through exactly what you need to know about the latest FTX disclosure statement. So I'm gonna talk about what the disclosure statement is, the different classes of creditors, that creditors are getting paid in cash and not crypto, which was a surprise to a lot of people on Twitter, which I'm a little bit confused about, which I'll talk about in this video. Also, customers will only get 100% of their claim, and there is a low to zero likelihood that a reorganized FTX 2.0 is going to emerge. I'm gonna talk about the likelihood of this plan getting approved and what FTX needs to do to get this plan approved. I'm gonna talk about how we got here with FTX, all the assets that they have sold and are selling, the projected timeline, at least for myself, how long I think this is going to go on for, and everything FTX is doing right now and wants to do to get more money back. I'm going to talk about clawbacks and also the fact that this disclosure statement wasn't really fleshed out. They really left out quite a bit of important things, which I will cover. So take a look at the computer. I'm going to go through a lot of slides, everything you need to know here. So starting out with the classes of creditors. Now, this is important because only the ones here that say entitled to vote will be able to vote on this plan. And in a moment, I'll talk about what needs to happen for this plan to be confirmed. Now I want to talk a little bit about the fact that creditors are getting paid in cash and not crypto. So this was a huge commotion on Twitter. I've been saying this for like a month or two, guys, that just like Celsius, just like BlockFi, just like Voyager, the bankruptcy petitions are dollarized. And what's even kind of worse with FTX is they're not even going to be paid back in crypto, from my knowledge. So right here, class5a.com customers. That would be people who live outside of the U.S. Payment in cash. U.S. customer. Payment in cash. Other general unsecured claims. .com convenience class, which I'll get to in just a moment. Payment in cash. Payment in cash. They keep saying that. If you held FTT, you will be paid in cash. If you held an NFT, it says you will actually get an available NFT. So that's a class that won't be paid in cash, but I guess you'll be paid just by getting your NFT back, if I'm understanding that correctly. Talking about the de minimis class. So basically, if you have less than $10, you will not be able to vote and your vote won't count and you actually won't get anything back. So the same thing applied to Celsius as well. So here, customers will be paid in cash again and only 100% of their claim amount. So I went through the entire disclosure statement and I took the little pieces here that say this because there are some people that are still confused about this. So I will cover this again in more detail. Here it says the plan provides that the debtors, meaning FTX, will make certain distributions to holders of customer entitlement claims in cash rather than in kind. Okay, so we we'll paid in cash. Here it says the value of a claim in respect of a digital asset shall be calculated by converting the value of such digital asset, so crypto, into cash as of the petition date utilizing the conversion rate set forth in the conversion table. Ironically, the conversion table, if I scroll down here, it's not even here. And this is one of the problems with this disclosure statement is they left out literally the conversion table chart. Now we have an idea of what it'll be basically at the very bottom of the market last year, 
is when they will dollarize your claim. So if you had one Bitcoin in FTX, you now have a claim for $17,000 or so. FTX filed for bankruptcy on November 11th. So that is right around here. We can see the price is around again, like 17 to $18,000. And for Ethereum, November 11th, the price was around 1100, maybe $1,200 or so. So here it says no payment over the full amount. Now, again, this is a big surprise to some people, but not to me. It says, in no event shall a holder of an allowed claim receive more than the full payment of such allowed claim. To the extent any holder has received payment in full with respect to an allowed claim, such allowed claim shall be deemed satisfied and expunged from the claims registry. So again, once you are made whole in terms of your claim amount, which is dollarized at the bottom of the market, you will no longer get anything. It says no payment over the full amount. Now, there were people that thought that because the title of your coins was not property of FTX, unlike Earn was for Celsius, for example, that their claim would not be dollarized and they would continue to get back money until they were made coin whole. So if you had one Bitcoin on FTX, a lot of people thought that they would keep paying you until they paid you one Bitcoin, which maybe could have taken years. But now we have clarity that that is not what is going to be happening. And I know this is a surprise for some people, but it really wasn't for me. I mean, FTX literally doesn't have the money to make people coin whole. They can't do that. And lastly, here it says no class will receive more than 100% of the allowed amount of the claims. So again, they say it like two or three times, you are getting paid in cash and you will not get paid more than 100% of your claim. So talking about plan acceptance. So there are again, many classes of claims like I showed you earlier. Let me just scroll up here. We have all of these different classes. I guess it has 17 or so different classes. So for the plan to be accepted, you basically need at least one class to approve this plan because there's something called a cram down strategy, which I'll talk about in just a moment where you just really need one class. So at least two thirds of the dollar amount of the people that voted in that class and half in number of the people that voted in that class have to vote yes. And then if one impaired class, meaning one class that can vote approves it, then basically the plan will be crammed down. A cram down is essentially what's happening with Celsius as well. Not every class that voted voted yes for the plan. But basically if the plan does not discriminate unfairly and is fair and equitable, which actually in the disclosure statement, FTX does try to prove that, then the plan will be approved. So now we're getting into some very, very complex charts, which I don't really want to dive into a ton just because it's kind of ridiculous. So they have four different silos as they're calling them. We have different silos representing different assets and also different entities. And each of these entities holds different crypto, different illiquid investments, different venture capital. It's very, very confusing. Here we have a chart showing just how commingled and misappropriated the customer funds became. So once a customer deposits money right here, it can then flow or it actually did flow to all of these different holding companies, including here, political donations, which I'll get to later in the video. They're actually looking to claw back a lot of money from political donations. So I want to talk a little bit about how FTX got to this point in bankruptcy. The disclosure statement really gives a great overview of just exactly how we got here. So Sam and his co-conspirators lied to banks and auditors, 
executed false documents, and moved the FTX group from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, taking flight from the U.S. to Hong Kong and then to the Bahamas in a continual effort to avoid detection of their wrongdoing. So they talk about what led up to this entire situation. So Coindesk published an article that revealed that Alameda held a significant position in FTT. Then you have Binance's CEO saying that he is going to sell the FTT. And then we saw a ton of people try to withdraw several billion dollars. They talk about how Alameda Research was basically given God mode, which were privileges that included the exemption from auto-liquidation and the ability to borrow an unlimited amount of digital assets, even when Alameda Research's account balance on the exchange was below zero or net negative. So this gave Alameda the unique ability to trade and withdraw virtually unlimited assets, regardless of the size of its account balance and without risk of its positions being liquidated. And also it's important to remember that FTX made no meaningful distinction between funds of customers and funds of Alameda Research. Now, all of this is review, but I just wanted to cover it because it's good to just be reminded of how we got here. So here talking about submitting a claim and updating your KYC, you will basically have another chance to do so if you did not already submit your claim and you did not update your KYC. Here on Twitter, Claims Market actually talks about this. They say, the KYC and OFAC certifications have been weaponized, and if you have not satisfied them within 60 days of a second request, claim holders will be forever barred from receiving distributions, meaning their claims will be worthless. They say that no other crypto cases have been as strict about KYC. So that's actually pretty insane. The fact that if you don't submit KYC or OFAC certifications within 60 days of them asking you a second time, you literally can't get any distributions. So if you're watching this and if you're an FTX creditor, I would suggest you subscribe because I will be covering exactly when they start sending out these requests. And you definitely don't want to miss it or you don't want that email to go to your spam. So that actually leads me right into talking about the sponsor of this video, which is Claims Market. So Claims Market is a marketplace for bankruptcy claims like FTX. So if you are interested in selling your claim, you can reach out to Claims Market and what they do is they connect buyers and sellers. So buyers are competing with each other so you get the highest price for your claim. So if you have any questions about selling your claim, I will include their information below and you can just reach out to them. So now I wanna talk about selling assets. So I just wanna give some more background on what they have been doing. So FTX sold Ledger X for $48 million this past May. They sold Embed for $35 million. And here, very interesting, FTX sold $1.8 billion of their crypto so far. They say here that the debtors are in the process of monetizing, which means selling, their digital assets in preparation for dollarized distributions. Again, they say it again, dollarized distributions. Through December 8th, the debtors have sold certain of their digital assets for $1.8 billion. Here they say something, and I put a little sad face because you'll know why in a second. They said that they are conducting Bitcoin derivative trading in order to hedge against the debtors' exposure to Bitcoin. And here, to generate yield, oh, yield on their digital assets portfolio. So I'm rolling my eyes because generating yield is what a lot of people wanted to do, which got them into chapter 11s. I don't love the idea that FTX is 
generating yield on their crypto, but it is what it is. So let's talk about current litigations and clawbacks. Very interesting. So FTX is going to pursue all of the founders and insiders. They are also pursuing the in-house counsel Daniel Friedberg, and they're looking to claw back various transfers to Friedberg, including a payment of approximately $3 million as a bonus. Now, I didn't know this about Daniel Friedberg. Apparently, he was in on a scheme to facilitate and cover up the FTX group's co-mingling of customer and corporate funds, such as instructing employees to make false statements to banks. So he could be in more trouble than just having to pay back $3 million. FTX is also going after Sam Bankman frieds parents. They're looking to get back a $10 million gift and the purchase of a $16.4 million luxury property in the Bahamas. FTX is also going after Michael Giles, who's the founder and CEO of Embed, and they're looking to claw back approximately $236.8 million. They're also going after an LLC called K5 Global Holdings for $700 million. Here they have an adversary action against former insiders of FTX Europe to recover $323.5 million. And they're also going after Platform Life Sciences for approximately $70 million. And it continues on. They're going after $44 million from Layer Zero Labs. And they're also going after some former FTX employees for $157 million. This was crypto that was removed from the exchanges in the lead up to the bankruptcy petition. FTX is also going after Bybit for approximately $950 million. They are looking to claw back around $168 million from different nonprofit entities. And this is the big one. This is the political contributions. $195 million. They are looking to claw back. So far, they've just recovered about $500,000. So that's insane. They identified approximately $195 million in pre-petition transfers to political entities. So before I go into the IRS's $24 billion claim, which is a huge problem for FTX, I first want to talk about the fact that there are so many things happening right now, they didn't even give a percentage back. Because going back to the IRS claim, and all of these pursuits they're doing, trying to get money, you know, billions of dollars back from people. They don't even have the liquidation analysis, meaning they don't even have how much money they would get if they liquidated everything versus this plan. There's nowhere in this insanely long document that I went through today where they talk about how much people are going to get back. And one of the reasons they can't actually give a number is because of this IRS claim. So the debtors believe that the IRS's claim jeopardizes the plan confirmation. Given the magnitude of the IRS's claim, which I believe is $24 billion or so, the plan confirmation would be delayed until the IRS concludes its examination. And the IRS is examining tax returns, which could potentially take many years, over the course of years, with an S, multiple years. But here it says the court did grant the debtor's motion to estimate and set the evidentiary hearing for early to middle of March 2024. So hopefully in March, they can just subordinate these claims or they can estimate them, not have the IRS potentially take years in order to actually come up with the accurate claim amount. But again, this is the reason or one of the reasons I believe that there were no exact percentages 
for how much people are going to get back, which is very, very frustrating. So let's talk about clawbacks. I don't believe this has changed much, if at all, since the last time I talked about clawbacks like two months ago. So basically, the net preference exposure has to be more than 250000 bucks, And if you want to settle your preference exposure, you would pay 15%. And this is a period of nine days from November 2nd to November 11th. So essentially, if you withdrew more than $250,000 in that nine-day window, they want you or they're asking you to pay 15% back. So in this example, your net preference exposure is 400 grand, and they are asking you to pay back 15%, which would be $60,000. A lot of people will pay the 15% just so they can be done with FTX. Some people will decide to fight it. There are different ways to go about that, but that'll be a totally separate video down the road. So here I said there won't be a reorganized company or an FTX 2.0. Now I could be wrong, but hear me out. This is what it says. Confirmation of the plan is not likely to be followed by the liquidation or the need for further financial reorganization of the debtors or any successor to the debtors under the plan unless such liquidation or reorganization is proposed in the plan. And in this plan, there was not a proposition of a reorganization or an FTX 2.0. So I am reading between the lines here, and it seems that there will not be further financial reorganization. That means a reorganized or rebooted company. And that does tie back to this whole idea that nobody is getting back more than 100% of their claim. So I'll end the video there, guys. Thanks for watching. If you are an FTX creditor, I would suggest subscribing because I will be covering this until the very end. And also I have an email list that I'll include below where if you want to add your name and email to that, you can do so and I will email you when something important needs to be done, like updating your KYC information. So my hope is that the FTX bankruptcy ends quickly. With Celsius, we are going on over a year and a half right now, and there is still not a date that we are gonna get our money out. And FTX has been going on for over a year, and I could see this going on for years potentially. Hopefully creditors get some money back in 2024, but honestly, there are so many things still floating around, so many unknowns right now that we just do not know. And again, I wanna thank Claims Market for sponsoring this video. If you have any questions about selling your claim and getting money immediately, reach out to them. I'll include the link to them below. Thanks for watching, guys. Till next time, talk with you soon, and bye for now.